Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I'm your host for today. Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Number two, ACE, to spotlight you, your business, or your service your service or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest, Ace Haggerty. Ace Haggerty is a structural engineer and Nashville-based real estate investor. He flipped his first house nine years ago. Since then, he's flipped over 200 houses and inspected thousands of residential and light commercial structures. Ace has a portfolio of long-term and short-term rentals and is currently developing from the ground up. Ace's end-of-the-year goal for 2023 is to become financially free and spend his life traveling all over the world promoting his book, hosting his podcast, and helping empower other people to take control of their lives. You can learn more about that mission at superherobydesign.com. Ace, I'm excited that you're here. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me, Jerome. It is awesome to be here today. Absolutely, absolutely. So we went over your bio. Can you tell us, can you take us through that journey a little bit in your own words? Oh, yeah. No, no, I'll definitely give you the abridged version. Okay. Like you said, nine years ago, a buddy of mine, he was a broker in California, came up to me. I was working for a contractor as a, at the time as a project manager and an engineer. And he asked me if I wanted to help him flip a house. And at that time, I did not know much about flipping other than what I saw from Chip and Joanne Gaines on Fixer Upper. And so I was a little hesitant, but he talked me into it. And three months later, we bought the property, we fixed it up, and we ended up selling it. And we shared $90,000 net profit from that first flip that I did. And you would think at that time, having that much success for my first flip when I did not really know much of anything other than construction and engineering, that I would have jumped feet first into real estate investing full time. However, being a structural engineer and being very conservative with those things, I just continue to moonlight and work on the weekends on projects, usually one or two at a time. Did a few flips, realized, hey, the money's good, but I also want to make passive income. And so that's when I got into long-term rentals. And also at that time, Airbnb was starting to really vamp things up and, and become a bigger presence. I always loved traveling through Airbnb and all of that. So I also started working, uh, I have an identical twin brother who's still in California and we started to get into Airbnbs as well. And this was way before people were talking about arbitrage or owning them yourselves and using them as investment properties. So throughout the years, I just leveled up from flips to long-term holds to short-term holds. I have also dabbled quite a bit and where I got my most flipping experience was I did turnkey rentals in out-of-state properties. Listening to Bigger Pockets and other podcasts like that, I got inspired to do out-of-state work as well. And so I did a I had a turnkey business for a few years and now I'm developing in Nashville, I'm developing high-end luxury homes and also short-term rentals. And even with the market being what it is, people going crazy Life is still good. Life is still good. And it's uh, it's been a long journey. 
But like I said, or you had said in the intro, my goal this year is to become financially free. I finished a whole bunch of Airbnbs. I'm in the process of refinancing them right now and turning them into short-term rentals. So I should be actually crossing that finish line here within the next month or two. And it's been a long journey. I tell people I am the guy you should ask who has made every sort of mistake you can make because with that comes expertise and experience. But you know what? I'm where I'm at today and I wouldn't change it for the world. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing it. And like I read your bio and it's like it has a little bit of everything in it, but it really <laughs> comes out when you're talking about like a little bit of everything. So you've been like around the industry and you've done pretty much like everything within the real estate investing space. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, can you share like of like your entire like real estate journey or even in, even before real estate, like what's one of the most important lessons that you've learned over this journey? Yeah. Like you had said, I'm kind of a, a jack of all trades, master of none. And that's kind of a little bit of a joke. But one of the things I, I would definitely tell your listeners is they always talk about focusing. When you're in real estate, pick a focus and stick to it. It might not be sexy. It might get boring once you master it. But honestly, it's taken me nine, almost 10 years to reach that goal that a lot of investors go to reach for, and that's financial freedom. Just to give you a quick example, a business partner of mine who I'm doing these short-term rentals with, he's not in the real estate space. He's a landscape contractor. He's a, a, a coach as well, like a personal coach and all of that but he's really good at business. And he got into real estate up in Eastern Pennsylvania in the Poconos about 18 months ago. His first year, he bought, I think about 75 houses, mostly single family or small little duplexes and triplexes. But by being a good business owner, and he doesn't know much about real estate, I could run circles around him every day of the week when it comes to real estate knowledge. But he became financially free in 18 months. And he was using some similar strategies that I was using. And I would help coach him and kind of guide him along this. But him being a great business owner, running good systems and staying focused on those properties in his where he lives, he was able to achieve what's taken me almost a decade. He's achieved it in as little as 18 months. So I tell people, it might get boring. It might, you know, I, I suffered from what they say investors suffer from uh, shiny, shiny object syndrome. That was, mm -hmm. I, that's why I jumped from thing to thing. And I loved being challenged, but at the same time, I would lose focus on what was I doing this for? If it was for that financial freedom, well, jumping from flipping to holds, to turnkeys, to short-term rentals, all of that to development, like I'm not focusing. And that was why it had taken me this long to get to where where I wanted to be when I first started out about nine, 10 years ago. Thank you for sharing that. One of the things that I, I started to realize when I got into business, I was like, if you can understand business, you can understand like a lot of this stuff and people get involved, they get involved and they say, I want to be a real estate investor. But being a real estate investor and being a, uh, involved in like having a real estate business goes to me in my experience, those are, those are two different things. And you talking about your friend, your partner, it, it like just reignited that for me. So can you share like your perspective and your insight on that? Like being an investor and, yeah. being, and having like a real estate business. And, you know, I just want to hear you talk about that. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Robert Kiyosaki wrote a book about this called The Cash Flow Quadrant. And essentially, it's that, that four-phase quadrant. The first one is an employee, then it's a solo entrepreneur, then it's a business owner, and then it's an investor. So Kiyosaki makes a point that an investor is different from a business owner, whether you're a solo entrepreneur or you run a bigger business. Being an investor usually means some sort of passive investment. Like even my buddy who was a great business owner, he hired people to do everything from checking out the properties to evaluating and inspecting it to bringing in a money partner to raising the money for it, to buying it. And then the rehab and the property management, he subbed out from a property management company. So they took any care of everything from tenants to rehab to getting it taken care of. And then he refied the properties using the Burr strategy, got all his investor money out, paid back his investors. And now he has properties with a bank note that cash flow every month that he really didn't put too much time or effort in. So he was running a business and he ran it very well because he knows that he knows what he doesn't know but he brings in the people that know what he doesn't and they take care of what he needs now he's smart enough to know essentially what looks right and what doesn't look right but he surrounded mm -hmm. himself with the right people and so by running real estate like a business he was able to become financially free in a very short amount of time being an investor, however, are the people that I work with when I raise money for a project. They give me money. They're usually limited partners, means they don't have anything to do with the project. I'm the general partner, which means I'm getting my hands dirty, but they're the limited partner. So they usually provide 100% of the financing for the project. And then we go ahead, we do the project, and then when things sell or refinance or whatever our exit strategy is, the investor gets paid back. So those people who are just investing their money and then kind of sitting back and getting paid at the end, that's what being a true investor is. It's, it's very passive. So uh, when we were talking before the show, like you mentioned that you have a mastermind, can you tell us uh, first, help us understand what a mastermind is and then tell us um, like the importance First, tell us what it is and then tell us the importance of having a mastermind around. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Jim Rohn talks about it. We are the five people that we surround ourselves with. He says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So essentially, a mastermind is a collection of people with a common purpose, a common goal. They don't, for a real estate mastermind, not everybody has to be in real estate. Mm -hmm. You could be wanting to do it on the side like I started out with. You could just be a pure investor or you could be a full-time real estate person as well. But everybody with a real estate mastermind wants to get together because usually people want a better life. They want more time with their, with their family, their kids, their spouses, their friends, their community. They wanna be able to afford the things that they want in life. And they don't want to continue grinding and grinding and grinding day in and day out. That's usually why people join a real estate mastermind. But they don't have to be real estate investors themselves. They could have a W-2. There's tons of people that I know that have continued to work their W-2 because they love it. 
yet they invest on the side or they moonlight and work on weekends, you know, do some active uh, role in real estate. But they're able to be around other people that are like-minded, that are at different levels, usually above where they're at. And then they rise to the occasion or the expectations of the peers around them. And that's why masterminds are so important. When I started in real estate, I made it a point. I didn't realize how important this was, but I made it a point to go to my local RIA every week. I went to the RIA meeting. I also read every book I could find on real estate. And then I would just network and I would join a mastermind. And once I got everything out of that mastermind I could, or I was the smartest person in that room, I'd go to another mastermind and level up. And not all my masterminds were real estate specific. Some of them were just more business specific or more enjoyment of life specific, you know, doing outdoor activities, things like that, being a better man, being a better father, being a better son or husband. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different types of masterminds. The thing that I like about my mastermind is I'm all about mindset. I love real estate. I'm big in real estate, but I always tell people that the most important real estate is the six inches between your ears. And so the thing with the mastermind that I'm forming is I'm going to be bringing people in to join the mastermind from all walks of life with a shared dream to learn more about real estate or get around people where they can be introduced to real estate opportunities. And then I'm going to be bringing in all the experts in the industry. And trust me, I've, I've done those, those gurus before where you pay exorbitant amounts of money to get quote unquote coached and trained by them. And so I've been in this industry long enough. I've met so many people and I've networked and worked with a lot of good people who are good coaches, good mentors, good strategists. And I know the people that aren't. And so I'm going to be bringing in the people that really get results for people that have well above average results in this industry. Because the unfortunate thing is most of these programs, in my opinion, are a bunch of BS. Because I learned most of my lessons from getting into the trenches. So I'm going to be bringing in people like myself that have been in the trenches, but then also can bring members of this group into the trenches with them, or they could also provide passive investments as well if they want to be more of a true investor as well. So that's, uh, that's I'm very excited about this. And also in addition to it real quick, since I said I'm so big on mindset and everything, there's a free ebook on my website, Superhero by Design. It's a book I wrote about a year ago. Um, and it talks about my journey, about how I completely transformed my life. I was working three businesses, trying to maintain a, a good relationship with my wife, but things just weren't happening for me. I wasn't getting the results. I was putting in a ton of effort, but I wasn't getting the results. And so one day my wife came up to me and said, Hey, if you don't fix this, I'm out the door, I'm leaving. And for me, that was the kick in the butt that I needed to really transform my life. And so what I did, and I outlined this in the book, and there's great tools and tips and strategies in this book about how to really take control of your life. In 100 days, I was able to change my life completely. I wrote the book in 100 days. I lost 45 pounds. I had more energy. 
more excitement, more zest for life than I ever have had for the last 20 plus years. I got my businesses back in order. My spiritual walk got back realigned to where it needed to be. And so as a, as a gift to your audience, um, this is only a limited time, but if they go to superherobydesign.com, they just fill out, I think their name and email address, and they'll get a free ebook of that book also named Superhero by Design, which is kind of the playbook for how to really take back control of your life. Okay, thank you. Because I, I was going to ask you what, the name, the purpose behind the name. Could you talk about that a little bit? Like Superhero by Design, that's a very strategic and purposeful name. Could you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I always had this belief in the back of my mind that everybody is created with a purpose. Everybody has a special gift to give to the world. But just like our muscles, right? We all have muscles, but if we don't work out those muscles, they're not gonna get strong. And so everybody has the potential to be a superhero. Everybody has superpowers. But if you don't work on them and hone those skills to share with the world, to fight for good, then it's not going to happen. And I felt like for so long, I was kind of spinning my wheels. And so when I was writing this book, I had that in mind. What are superhero? Uh, what are true everyday superheroes? What kind of superpowers do they have? What's their mission? What's their identity? And then I realized I just stumbled across so many people talking about your nervous system and how you can utilize it and work on it and leverage it and doing simple things like cold water immersion, or certain types of breathing techniques, things like that. And I was like, man, our bodies are so powerful. We have so much power just from what God gave us and we don't even realize it. But once you start doing simple things like sleeping well, I talk about the superpower of sleep. I talk about the superpower of neuroplasticity, which is just the ability to learn. And you start to see all these things that we're born with that God has given us and to be able to use those tools, use our bodies, use our nervous system, that by itself just completely changed everything for me. And so as I was writing the book, I was like, I wanted it to be like superhero something, but then I was like, man, we're really superheroes by design. And then boom, that's where everything started to change. That perspective changed. And that's what I named the book. Obviously the website is the same. And then I started a podcast, Superhero by Design, where I get the privilege to talk to people who are just doing amazing things in the world. It's it's a source for people to go to, to hear something good in the world instead of turning on the news and hearing doom and gloom and everything is going wrong. I make it a point on my podcast to get people on there that are doing amazing things that can inspire people to do the things that they, that they were born to do. Could you, you have a copy of the book with you? Could you hold it up for us to see? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy okay. to. So. Okay. Great yeah. book. Like that. That's right. Um, mm -hmm. Next, uh, and I don't want to get back to the mastermind, but you mentioned your podcast. Could you tell us about the podcast, how we can get access and listen into your podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like uh, just like the book, it's Superhero by Design podcast. You can find it on any podcast platform. Specifically, I recommend either Spotify or Apple. Those are usually where I listen to my podcasts. And I would uh, definitely like to say, Please listen to it. If you like it, subscribe, rate it, tell a friend or two. That's really how this whole podcast thing grows is by word of mouth and subscriptions. Uh, no money out of your pocket, just sharing the good news. 
And so the reason I started the podcast, to be honest, is I wrote the book. I went to my buddy of mine, the same buddy who became financially free in 18 months. And I was like, hey, man, I've got this book, but I don't have an audience. And he's like, well, a great way to grow an audience is start a podcast. And I was just thinking, I was like, man, in my my belief at that time, I was like, I'm not a podcaster. I'm an engineer and a real estate guy and a construction guy. Like, what the heck do I have to say or, or give? You know, that was the disempowering belief I had at the time. I just didn't see myself as a podcaster. And so I thought about it for a little bit. And I thought about what I wrote about in the book. And I remember a few podcasts that I listened to where people came on giving their stories of the amazing things they were doing in their lives, working with inner city youth or cleaning up the ocean, all these people that just gave me so much zest and inspiration. I was like, man, these are the superheroes that I talked about in the book. These are the people that make a difference. I want to highlight these people and be a source for people to listen to that just want to listen to something that's inspiring, something that's empowering. And then once I had that, I was like, all right, I'm going to treat this like a business. I'm going to hire the podcast manager. I'm going to hire the advertising team. All I want to do is meet these people, get in front of them, and just hear their story, have them share it with the world, because I feel like people like that need to be highlighted, especially in a world where we're either consumed, it seems like, by news outlets or social media, and usually it's just shock or entertainment. And I know that stuff like this isn't the sexiest, but that's what I love so much about real estate investors and people in the real estate industry is of course they want financial freedom. Of course they want better things in life. But with com- what comes with getting better naturally comes an ability and a want to help other people. I base my life on two foundation pillars, growth and contribution. And when I'm growing, all I want to do is give. And I believe that that's really how people are naturally hardwired that when we grow and get better and better, we naturally want to give more. We naturally want to be more for the people around us. That's happened in my life. And that has happened for countless people that I've grown with and that have gone down this similar journey as me. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I appreciate you bringing up the book. I'm a huge fan of books. Like, you know, People take their time, they put that information into a book and it can save you a lot of mistakes. Not saying we won't make any mistakes, but you know, you go to somebody's book or their coaching or their mastermind, you save yourself so many mistakes that you don't have to go through. Uh, with that, um, we didn't mention like how can uh, someone learn more about being involved in your mastermind? Yeah, uh, just go to the website again, mm-hmm. superherobydesign.com, and there's a, a mastermind link on there. And essentially, it's going to just take you through a brief little survey, ask you a few questions because the people that I want. It, this mem- this mastermind isn't just for anybody. This is a community that I want to build of, like I said, people that want to grow and people that want to give. I don't need people that are takers on there that just want to take, 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 take without giving. It, it just doesn't, the universe doesn't work that way. You got to give first before you can ever expect to receive. And so we take the vetting process very seriously, but at the same time, Now you get exposed to the top players in the industry, the top people that really just want to pour into you. And as you grow and grow, you're naturally going to want to give. And so, uh, yeah, they long story short, 
go to the website, you'll find anything and everything you want about me on there. Okay. Um, if you like could go back to like your, your brand new self, like you mentioned focus a little bit earlier, but I want to ask you this question maybe more directly. And if it's the same thing, it's the same thing, but what's one piece of advice you would give someone like starting out? Yeah, I would say definitely the focus thing is, was a huge part of my journey. Um, some a kind of little bit of a strategy. I, I, you know, I love mindset and all, but I understand too, little tidbits of strategy are always super helpful. You know, I self-managed for years and years and years, even when we were doing all those turnkey rentals, we were managing them and property management is one of those things. Unless you have thousands of units, it's not a very good cash flow situation business to be in. Now, short-term rental business, that's completely different. I'm talking about long-term rentals, but I should have fired myself a lot faster when it came to property management because it took up so much time, so much energy, and I, the opportunity cost that I experienced was insane. All the opportunities lost because I spent so much time vetting tenants, doing the tours, dealing with tenant issues, and I wouldn't change it, but if I had to start all over again, I would have hired a property manager so much earlier. And I probably wouldn't have self-managed most of my projects, construction rehab projects as well. I would have hired a, a GC or at least like a supervisor, somebody that could manage it instead of me doing everything myself. This, this goes back to earlier, something I wanted to ask you earlier. Like, do you think that you having like the intimate knowledge of real estate is what handicap you as opposed to your friend that has no, like, I love that. Yeah. I was just thinking that you freaking hit the nail on the head there, man. Uh, yeah. I being a structural engineer, I like, like you said in the intro, I have inspected thousands of properties, thousands. That is no exaggeration. I've been under crawl spaces in attics of, apartment buildings, residential houses, light commercial properties, like the list goes on and on and on. And the problem with that is it's great that I have all this knowledge. I can literally walk into any structure and see it like kind of like an x-ray. I can pretty much tell how it's framed. If there's any problem, even the craziest of problems that most people would, wouldn't understand what's happening, I diagnose it. I am an expert, expert when it comes to this. So I felt like I needed to be the person that walked all these properties. I didn't trust other people. I needed to be the person to manage the tenants. The first thing I realized when I hired a property manager, they were so much better at that than I was. They were so much better. And I'm only giving them nine, 10% of the rent and they handle all of that and they're better at it. Maybe I might be one of the better inspectors around. I'm not saying that to impress anybody. I'm saying it to impress upon everybody that even if you know this in and out, like I do with inspections, just hire an inspector. It's going to cost a couple hundred bucks, but they spend hours out there looking at everything. And then they give you this nice report. You can get a contractor to bid it out. And how much time have you spent doing that? You've made a few phone calls or you have a VA who makes those phone calls for you. And then you're spending no time at all. You're actually spending time at the things that are really moving the needle and making money. Or if your operation is already doing well, then you're spending time on other things like your family or your health or things that actually truly matter in life. 
Okay. Um, what I like to do is um, I would like to ask, like, I like my guests to, because when my guests come on and they provide value, some people like to like pick their brains or try to get in touch with them for free and stuff like that. And generally, I like people to kind of, like you're saying about your mastermind, leave with some kind of value, like figure out a way where you can like maybe serve that person. So mm-hmm. this, these, uh, it's going to be two questions. They're going to be very similar. These okay. questions are for that purpose. What is like, how can someone add immediate value to you or your business? Oh, shoot. Well, I appreciate you asking that. 99% of people don't ever ask a question like that. So thank you. So adding value to me would essentially be talking about the podcast, listening to it, telling your friends about it, and then also signing up for the mastermind. That is the next chapter of my life because I'm about to reach financial freedom. I'm going to continue doing real estate and continue growing my portfolio. But my mission in life is to help other people, to bring them along the journey. And like I said, every mistake I've made, tell everybody what not to do. It's People tend to focus on what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Well, let's figure out first what not to do first. Mm -hmm. And then everything that's really left at that point is probably a much viable option of things to do that are going to be right. And like I said, I'm not an expert in everything real estate. Talk about probate deals. I never was good at wholesaling, you know, things like that. But I know people that are phenomenal at it and they're, they have the same values as me. They love growing and they love giving. So I get to bring those people in. So if somebody wants to do wholesaling or midterm rentals or some kind of syndication, then I'll bring the right people in and then they can learn from those people. As long as they're getting connected to the right people, it's a win-win for everybody. Thank you. Uh, Next question is very similar, but this time is how can someone bring long-term value to you or your business? Oh, shoot. That is a phenomenal question. I don't think I've ever ever been asked that. Honestly, long-term value, I would say just reach out. Reach out like, my email is ace at superherobydesign.com. You can also find it on the website. You can uh, get me on Instagram under Ace Haggerty. I'm also on, on, on Facebook, but reach out to me. I'd love just to have a conversation. Everything about life, in my opinion, is about relationships. And the great thing about a relationship is that good relationships are about mutual giving. And those are the relationships that I surround myself with now, the people that I surround myself with. And I don't feel like it's ever a transaction. I feel like it's just genuinely people wanting to help people live a better life. And really, for me, it's not about money. It's not about any of that. What it is, is about growing people so that we can all be better to do better. Uh, so you, you know, all about the closing table in real estate, the closing table is where we wrap things up, right? So that's a section of the podcast and it means we're coming to a close. So, uh, first question for the closing table, what are three books that you recommend to the audience and why? All right. Well, I love, I'm a classics guy. Like you okay. can, there's all these fancy books that come out for the beginner, rich dad, poor dad. I know that's so trite to say. But that was the book that started the journey for me that really got me thinking at the time I was a W-2 employee and it got me thinking 
hey, I need to stop trading time for money. I need my money to work for me. Because if you don't have those foundation foundational shifts in your mindset, it does. you're going to hit a ceiling at some point. We all rise to the level where we're stuck. And if we can't remove those obstacles, which are usually mindset, like I said earlier, the meaning you give things, the story you, you tell yourself, your perspective, until those are removed, you're not going to go to the next level. You're just going to keep working and working and grinding and grinding and nothing is going to change. You're not going to make any more money. You're going to hit a certain level and that's it. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, definitely hands down one of my favorite books. Uh, another classic is The Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Keller. That is also for the beginner, but that book is amazing because it tells you everything you need to know about buy and holds and flips from A to Z. Tells about building a team, how to calculate, analyze a deal, do the underwriting for it. It is a phenomenal book. And I find myself going back to that. Like you can get pretty creative in this business. There are so many people out there that do such crazy, interesting things, seller financing, zero down, all these crazy, you know, terms working with sellers. But I've found that if you just go back to the basics, go back like Kobe Bryant. I love Kobe Bryant. I'm not a Lakers fan, but I love Kobe Bryant because he would always go back to the basics. Every practice, he would start with just basic dribbling, just basic dribbling every practice because he understood that if you don't have the basics, the fundamentals down, all this flashy stuff, it's not going to work. And I would say the third book that I would recommend, oh man, that's a great question. I'm a mindset guy, so I'm going to go with another classic, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. I know I just said three of the most overused books in that investors talk about, but once again, mindset. We are the summation of our thoughts. Who we are today is a summation of our thoughts from yesterday, the day before, and all the way to adolescence when we were kids. If we don't change our mindset specifically, that book talks about money, but you can apply it to anything. If we don't change our mindset on money, we don't change our mindset on our situation, wherever we've come from, you're not going to move forward. You're going to keep getting the same results of the past. So I love Think and Grow Rich. I know it's a money book, but it's really a mindset book of manifestation, of creating your future now and changing the person who you are now. And so, yeah, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich is book number three. I appreciate you sharing those because like you're saying, like most people do try to come and they say, oh, no, I don't want to recommend those because everybody recommends those. And there are classic books that people should implement and apply to their to their businesses versus, you know, some of the fancier stuff. So I appreciate you giving those books because so many people, they come and they try to go find like the new fanciest thing. And I, I do believe in fundamentals are essential. Yep. Anything. I'm with your brother. With that, can you tell us about your book one more time? Yeah, no, Superhero by Design. It essentially tells the story of me and how I transform myself in 100 days. And then it also just breaks down on how you can be a superhero. That's having a mission, having a strong identity, and using your superpowers. And so I get a lot into the nervous system, how you can change your nervous system, change your body, change your mind. And honestly, once you get control of your body, your thoughts, your nervous system, your habits, Everything you want in life will happen. It's no coincidence that I had been working at that point for seven, eight years on becoming financially free 
spinning my wheels, spinning my wheels, thinking I would get there, but ultimately not always getting there. It'd be like I got to the goal line and then the goal line would get pushed back. Then I get to the goal line, get pushed back. But it wasn't until I leveled up and I changed myself. I changed my beliefs. I changed my thoughts. I changed my habits. It wasn't until all of those things had changed that my life started to change. And so I highlight all of that in the book. I give super simple things that people can do. It doesn't mean they're easy, but they are simple to start going down this path to taking control of your life so that you can hit any goal. And I mean any goal, as impossible as it may seem, you can hit any goal. Shit, I was able to write a book in 100 days. I never thought that would happen. And I am so proud and happy that I took that leap of faith because there's a lot of faith involved in that. This, this isn't there. It's, it's definitely a spiritual game too. That's for darn sure. And yeah, we could get into the whole spiritual side of it. That'd be an episode upon itself, but yeah, it's just a, uh, it's just me opening up about where I was at that time in my life and how I made a radical change in such a short amount of time. Okay. And I, I know we talked about this in a green room already, but I'm making it public. I would love a signed copy of your book. Hell yeah. Yep. You got it. Um, what is one question you wish I had asked you and how would you have answered? Oh my goodness. Oh, how did I get to be so good? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I always love talking about because people can come on and talk about how they like did all these amazing things. Like I made a million dollars here. I cash flowed this there. Like I love when people ask me uh, about my, the worst deal that I've made. <laughs> and there, there's been a, there's been a couple stinkers over the years. And the thing that I love about those deals though, as much as they hurt at the time is they've always made me better. They've always, it was those failures that really, made my learning curve go so much faster is because when everything's good, you don't see the mistakes you made. When I, I, I'm originally from California, grew up in the Bay area, but then I moved five and a half years ago to Nashville and I was going to be Mr. Flip or flop this or whatever Nashville guy. And so I went in thinking, you know, uh, I've been flipping in California. I've got some long-term rentals, short-term rentals. I, I know what I'm doing. I'll be all right. It doesn't matter that I'm in a new market construction's a little bit different. Culture is a little bit different. doesn't matter. I'll make it work. Don't have the relationships that I had in California. Well, my first deal turned from a four-month flip into a nine-month flip, way over budget. Sold it for a good chunk less than I thought it would sell for. And I just made every single mistake because now I was on my own. I didn't have the relationships with that broker I was telling you about or the contractors I knew through the business that I worked at and everything that I thought I knew, I learned that I didn't. And I lost, I think I lost about $35,000 on that deal. But the worst part of that deal was I did not have the money to pay for my wedding at that time. It was two weeks before the wedding. All my money was tied up on deals that weren't selling or deals that were losing me money. And thank goodness, not that flip, but a different flip, which I made a whopping eight grand on, ended up closing. But I was like, screw it. When can you close? Can you close next week? I'll give you this much off just so I could get my money back so I could pay for the wedding. Talk about stress and 
self-doubt and frustration, all the emotions. And so I would say that first flip and what it did for me mentally at the time was one of the hardest things that I've been through aside from my, my wife saying she was going to leave me. But what I learned from it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for the world because it's those really hard times that we hit the pavement, that we have the opportunity to bounce back up. And I am so proud that I did. I still had a lot to learn. I still had a lot of growing and I still do every single day. But when I look back on a time like that, it was one of the hardest times I was losing sleep. I was stressed out, worrying 24 seven. But from that experience, I just learned so many lessons in this game and in life because of it. And yeah, I wouldn't take that back for the world. Thank you. Uh, Final question. Where can listeners find out more about you online? Yeah. Uh, Instagram. I'm big on Instagram. So Ace Haggerty, Facebook as well. And then, yeah, just go to the website. It has everything, pretty much everything, podcast, book, mastermind, everything that I'm doing on the uh, website, superherobydesign.com. If, if you could, uh, so I had another guest and she always have her, her guest close us down with one word. If you could close us down with one word, what word would that be? Oh man. No explanation. <laughs> That's one word. One word. Oh man. I'm used to doing one phrase. <laughs> one word. Oh man. That's, this has been the hardest question to answer all day. <laughs> I would say, shit. Can I, can I combine two words into one? One word. One word. Belief. Belief. Tell us why. I would say belief because if you don't have belief and you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. No one's going to believe in yourself more than you will. Thank thank you for sharing that. You want to share that combined word? You want to share that? Oh, the combined word was get it. Get it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Got it. Got it. Because, yeah, I like to do that because I like to get my guests thinking, but I also... Uh, she did it because sometimes some people just go and go and go. That's, oh, that's true. A, actually a good strategy. So I love that. Uh, I do it. And I like to see people sit there like, oh, man, how can I sum this up in one word? It's a... That's right. No, Ace, thank that. you so much. This has been excellent. I appreciate you. I want you to sit here and let's catch up for uh, three minutes. And you know, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you, Jerome. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely.